Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the best edition of Markets and Mortgages. That would mean it is the Friday show, and I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And it's been a interesting week. It's, I'm kind of exhausted here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was Jobs Week. It was Feds Week. And uh, if you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see over my right-hand shoulder the uh, top headline on Drudge is Bank of England alarm longest recession in history is what they are calling for. So we don't even get to end the week with good news. Well, I mean, actually... I take that back. We will see because today is the non-farm payroll. And I don't know, is is a good jobs report good news anymore? I don't think it is. It's like we got to see a bad jobs report. So more than likely, we're going to get a good jobs report, which will mean bad news <laughs> for the economy for some weird reason. So we are going to talk about that in a second. Uh, we'll get the jobless claims which, of course, we got uh, on Thursday, and then uh, mortgage rates. But we're going to start with home equity because we get this report every quarter from Adam Data Solutions looking at home equity in the United States. And this is looking at the third quarter of 2022. And despite the fact that we saw rates skyrocket in the third quarter, well, for the, you know, for the most part, the second and third quarter, uh, we saw mortgage rates skyrocket and the first hint of home prices slowing and actually falling month over month. Despite all of that, homeowner equity in the third quarter actually was able to increase just a little bit. It was just just a little bit. It wasn't wasn't a ton. So the percentage of mortgage residential properties considered equity rich increased 0.4 percentage points to 48.5% in the third quarter of 2021. Now, in case you're wondering, what is equity rich? Well, that means loan balances secured by a property that is not more than 50% of the estimated value. So that's what equity rich means. And year over year, quite the increase um, was almost up or was up about nine percentage points because looking at Q3 2021, 39.5%. So pretty good, I will say that is pretty good. We are still seeing equity move in a positive direction, even with the beginning signs of a slowdown and skyrocketing rates. So things were already slowing down in the third quarter. We know that because we've looked at, you know, Case Shiller, which now we're we're looking at, you know, I think it was, what was the last report? August. So we were looking at the third quarter and starting to see slowdowns at the end of Q2, beginning of Q3. And yeah, Q4 is... Probably not going to be so great. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But Vermont 
actually took the top spot in the third quarter, stealing it from Idaho. (laughs) It's so weird. Like these states, Vermont and Idaho are battling it out for the top spot when it comes to um, um, equity-riched mortgage properties in their state. 75.9% of mortgage homes in Vermont are equity-rich. I mean, that's just like a crazy number. I mean, they blew Idaho out of the water. Idaho was at 65.8%, and they had the top spot last time. Uh, Arizona was at 63.4%, Florida 62.8%, and then Utah at 62% even. So not that bad. Uh, And in case you're wondering, the most equity-rich county in the country is now Chittenden. Is that how you say that? Chittenden County in Vermont, which is where Burlington is, which isn't that where, isn't that from? Isn't that where Bernie Sanders is? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's where Bernie Sanders is. And yeah, I can see why he's no longer, um, you know, talking crap about millionaires anymore. He's the place where he's from. I mean, I know that's the capital, but I'm not sure if that's I think that's where Bernie lives. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, They are the number one county in the country, which is funny because. They took that top spot from Dukes County, which is where Martha's Vineyard and which is where I think is where Elizabeth Warren lives. So you got to love the fact that the two senators who talk the most about income inequality are in the two areas, like the top two that have the most equity rich properties. <laughs> uh, so did I say the number was uh, Chittenden, uh, Chittenden County was at 85.2%, 85.2% of mortgage properties in that county are equity rich. So here's the good news though, because we're talking about you know the areas where you're seeing the most equity rich um, properties. Here's the good news. Overall, 94.3% of homeowners paying off mortgages had at least some equity built up in the third quarter. So not equity rich, but almost 95% of everyone that's got a mortgage has some equity in their home. And I'm guessing that that like 5.7%, they must have just bought the house. <laughs> but then they would have to put 20% down. So I'm very confused as to where these people are that do not have equity in their home. But this 94.3% number is up from 92.9% a year earlier and up from 87.7% in the third quarter of 2020. So, I mean, in two years, it was able to jump almost 7%. And when you're talking about how many mortgage properties there are out there, I think it's 58.1 million. And a 7% jump, that's a lot. That's that's millions of people (laughs) who are now in a situation where they have equity in their home. So these are positive developments. Now, do you remember this? We talked about it here on the podcast. You got to remember this. The cra- Remember the Crash Bros? And what was their obsession as to why the housing market was going to crash during the pandemic? Remember, home prices were skyrocketing. Mortgage rates were low. But you still had people who were convinced that the housing market was going 
to crash. And do you remember what their reasoning was? Foreclosures. They're like, oh, we, we got the moratorium on foreclosures. We got the moratoriums on evictions. When those are lifted, we are going to see mass foreclosures. Go back and see if you can find the audio or video or whatever it is of these people making these arguments. And of course, those of us who knew, and I was like just new in real estate at the time, even I was looking at the data going, what are you talking about? I mean, I was seeing reports like this. I mean, once again, going back to the third quarter, 87.7% of mortgage properties had equity in them. I mean, so the idea that there was going to be just this massive wave of foreclosure just didn't make any sense. But they, that's the argument they made. But here, <laughs> this just shows you how far, how just absolutely insane. Well, the idea was then, but now here's how. And if anyone's making that argument now, just, I mean, you may want to call the authorities and let them know that you have a mentally ill person <laughs> near you and you are worried about your safety. This stat is amazing. 200 and 27,100 homeowners out of 58.1 million. So that's how many outstanding mortgages there are. Only 227,000 are facing possible foreclosure in the third quarter. So not definite, possible foreclosure. So they're behind on their payments, something, something's going on. Here's where it gets really just hysterical. So of that, Number, which by the way, in case you're wondering, that is four tenths of one percent. So 0.4 percent of all the mortgage properties in the United States are facing possible foreclosure. Of that 0.4 percent, 92 percent of them have some equity built up in their current situation, in their home, which means, the, <laughs> think about it, if you have some equity in your home, you're not going to foreclose, right? You're going to find a way to get that equity out. You're, you're going to sell the home, maybe even if you just have enough to pay the realtor fees, that's far better than, than going into foreclosure and ruining your credit. That means that only 8,400 people in this country are facing possible foreclosure and don't have any equity. And in case you're wondering, that is one one hundredth of one percent. I don't know. I'm just thinking that maybe that's not something to be worried about. (laughs) One one hundredth of 1% are people who are facing possible foreclosure, not even facing foreclosure, possible foreclosure and don't have any equity. One one hundredth of 1%, not the biggest of numbers. So basically the bottom line is, I would think that with home prices, you know, starting to fall month over month, we've seen three months in a row, if you believe the core logic, Home price insight report that we saw earlier this week. We got mortgage rates more you know, more likely to go up than they are to fall in at least the next couple of months. 
I would think that we've probably reached the peak of equity rich properties for this cycle, for this cycle. I'm not sure of all time. I mean, it's been quite an interesting time in housing, so maybe it could be of all time with the, the home price appreciation that we've seen over these last two years. So maybe, I don't know. But at least in this cycle, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that we have peaked and that the next report that we are going to be getting will show a drop in the percentage of equity-rich properties. But, you know, some people probably thought that was going to happen in, in, in Q3. So we will see. All right, real quick here, because I don't want to go too long for the last podcast of the week. It is jobs week. Every jobs report that we have gotten has been better than expected, which you know normally would be a good thing. But with record high inflation, the Fed is trying to loosen the labor market and there's just no signs it's happening. Job openings were higher than expected. The ADP report was better than expected. And now jobless claims. Yeah, you got it. Better than expected. They were supposed to increase to about 220,000 and instead they actually fell. 1,000. So they basically were unchanged for the week, standing at about 217,000. That's how many seasonally adjusted initial claims there were. As I mentioned, economists thought they were going to rise to 220,000. So a third report in a row, jobs report showing better than expected data. The slight drop in claims was thanks to Florida, which reported 1,800 fewer claims for the week. That's the week ending October 29th, followed by Kentucky at 1,000 fewer claims than North Carolina. Yeah, down 812. Uh, California, shocker, reported the biggest uptick with just over 2,500 more claims week over week. And then continuing claims, they were actually up 47,000 to 1.48 million for the week ending October 22nd. So another report. Another jobs report showing better than anticipated data. And then, of course, because this is markets and mortgages, uh, mortgage rates. We get this weekly survey from Freddie Mac, and this is just kind of like a baseline number. Um, As I always say, of course, this is not my number. This is not Town Bank's number. This is what Freddie Mac is publishing every week. And it's hard to tell if it's accurate. I mean, like I said, it gives you kind of a good idea of the, of the direction that rates are moving, but I wouldn't take it as gospel. So they had the 30-year fixed falling 13 basis points back under 7%. So last week, officially, they had mortgage rates above 7% for the first time in, I want to say 20 years, somewhere around there. And so now it's fallen back under that uh, important threshold They had rates at 6.95%, which is 386 basis points higher than one year ago. So not a ton of relief right there. The 15-year fell eight basis points to 6.29%. That is up 394 basis points from one year ago. Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said declining demand was not helped yesterday by the Fed announcement saying in a uh, release, quote, unsure buyers navigating an unpredictable landscape keeps demand declining while other potential buyers remain sidelined from an affordability standpoint. Yesterday's interest rate hike by the Federal Reserve will certainly inject additional lead or lead 
into the heels of the housing market. So he's like, hey, thanks <laughs> to the Fed and Jerome Powell. But see, here's what's weird because, so this Freddie Mac survey says that rates actually fell for the week. But if you look at the mortgage-backed securities, which I like to do and most people in the business do because that gives you a better idea of you know where rates are moving, the 30-year mortgage back at 5% saw a slight downward move, closing out last Wednesday at about 96.17, which was actually down from where we were this Wednesday at the close. So, so it actually, prices actually fell 0.38. And as we all know, bonds have an inverse relationship. Price has an inverse relationship with yield, which means rates should have gone up <laughs> if you're going off the mortgage-backed security because the price fell for the week, which would mean that rates should have gone up. Now, we did see some positive price action at the end of last week where we did see a drop in rates. But what this is telling me is that, you know, week over week, Wednesday to Wednesday, rates should have been a little higher. And so, you know, Freddie Mac saying that rates were lower. And so that just, go, that just goes to show how complicated things are in trying to determine where uh, mortgage rates are. It's, it's day to day, baby. Day to day. All right. It is Friday. And it is the first Friday of the month, which means non-farm payroll. That's the big report. We're going to be talking about it on Monday. The prediction, 200,000 jobs created in October. We've had three reports. I almost said four. Three reports so far. We have job openings, ADP, and jobless claims. All better than expected. So is it, I mean, you got to assume today's report is going to be better. But we will see. We will know in due time. And we will be talking about it on Monday's show, which means today's show's over. We got to go. <laughs> you guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. What was that? Markets and Mortgages. There we go. All right. Gotta, you got to get the title right. But as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate. And wait.